0: you're listening to the country chat podcast with your host dom subscribe give a five-star rating and follow us on twitter at country underscore chat and stay up to date hi there this is the country chat podcast with me dom today i'm coming back to england and particularly yorkshire i'm speaking to biddy Rennell.
1: hi biddy hi you're right how are you doing I'm good. I'm not technically Yorkshire anymore though. I know. I'm side, Derbyshire.
0: I know, it's evil. Why have you moved?
1: (laughs) Uh, I moved for love. No, (laughs) I did. (laughs) Um,
0: That's no answer.
1: It's not too far. I mean, we're in Chesterfield, so it's kind of just on the cusp of it being Derbyshire and, oh, Derbyshire and Sheffield.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just had a pair of headphones fall off my table. So if you hear a bang, that's what that was.
1: That's what that was, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, moving out of Yorkshire. I mean, it's almost sacrilegious.
1: <laughs> I love Yorkshire. My family—well, I say my family. My dad and my grandma uh, and my brother, my brother—they still live up in North Yorkshire, Leeds. So we yeah. still got a strong connection.
0: Well, that's—I mean—you need to make sure you're there as much as you can.
1: Yeah, yeah mm. and I'm born and bred there, so you know I always pop back, even when you know i used to live in say egypt or australia i'd
0: pop back and be like yeah yeah i was gonna ask you about that later on but i might ask you now Uh,
1: okay (laughs) how how was it
0: living in all these exotic because you lived in places that like 50 degrees celsius and then like places that like minus 100 degrees
1: (laughs) oh you saw that tweet last night then
0: yeah i paid close (laughs) attention
1: i (laughs) know I think I was like, I was really about this like yesterday. And I was like, oh, it's because I put it on Twitter. Um, God, yeah. So I spent many years just kind of living out of a suitcase. I mean, coming back to the UK now and again, um if I fly through them, I started in Australia. So my mum is an Australian citizen now. She wasn't. She born and bred in Middlesbrough, but she's. Like, oh. so she's Australian. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> uh, so, Australia, they were are in Cape Verde which is some islands just in Africa. Then we're in Cyprus, Ireland, Egypt, Finland. I can't remember because I start to go through them too quickly. Spain, Greece, and back to Spain. And then I ended up back in England. I think if I've missed it, there was anything out. Who knows?
0: Obviously, England aside, where's like your favourite place to live?
1: Ooh, I said this, like, I love the quirkiness of Finland, but it's too cold to stay. Yeah. Um, They love their music as well. They are absolutely crazy. They're just, they <laughs> always, they're just, uh, how to describe them? Like, if anyone's finished, uh, my old husband was finished as well, she was like, you've got us nailed to a teach. I was like, they just like to have a good party, but any excuse. But Australians are like that as well, so... Um, but then I loved Egypt and everyone kind of was like, oh, wow, you liked Egypt. And I was like, it's probably to do with where I live more than anything. I lived in a five-star deluxe.
0: <laughs> sort of. No wonder. So,
1: <laughs> it was more like, you know, being in Dubai, I guess, rather than being in Egypt. But. Yeah.
0: Isn't that the temperatures? I know places like that have air conditioning and you get used to mm-hmm. being in that like climate. Of working in Texas for as long as I did. You get used to jumping from, like, car to car in aircon and jumping into a building when it's getting too hot. Um, but yeah. I, I suppose you get used to it in that sense. But does it not get too stifling, too dry?
1: No, I mean, for Egypt, it was okay. And I always say it's okay because it's a dry heat over there. Yeah. Um, but then somewhere like Cyprus was the worst for summer. As soon as June, July, August, it is stifling. It is 40, 45 degrees. The humidity is insane. And generally, half the time you're gigging outside. <laughs> so you're just covered in sweat, which is beautiful.
0: Oh, that must be horrible. I mean, it must yeah. be so flattering <laughs> to everybody. It's like, here I am.
1: Yeah, well, you were like, I just, I don't know why you bothered putting like going before you left the apartment. As soon as you left the apartment, you were like, well, that was a, a waste of time.
0: That was a nice shower this time. Loads of
1: weight. The bonus thing was that you're always kind of like skinny.
0: <laughs> oh, that's it. That's what I need to do. I need to move to Cyprus and. <laughs> lose all that water weight
1: oh yeah cyprus or egypt or anywhere like that wherever you're i don't know you seem to finland because it's so cold you layer up don't you yeah and everything's so much more of a task you know to walk through the snow for half a mile it's a lot like and we're talking snow up to like here yeah so they can't see film up to <laughs> my eyes um, <laughs> that it just in turn you don't realize you're just you know completely sweaty by the time you've done that thing so
0: so yeah thank you for listening to this country music podcast
1: <laughs> you totally gone off you said go off on a tangent
0: <laughs> I love I know that this is what I love the most is you know people's lives you know because this is what basically shapes us for whether it's writing music whether it's performing music or us as human beings you know what we do in our lives is what structures us so yeah, yeah that, that's why I like that's why I love tangents <laughs>
1: tells you a bit like, where did they come from? Well, the short answer is everywhere.
0: (laughs) Just throw a dart at Map and that's where I'm from.
1: Yeah, exactly. We'll call it that today.
0: (laughs) Have you ever wanted to do that? Just get like a dart or a globe and just... Either spin the glove and stop it with your finger and or throw a yeah, dart at it. Right. This say, is I'm where going the next, there. this is where this
1: is the next thing. So no, I've pretty just did that with Cape Verde the first time. I was like, Where is this? <laughs>
0: I've, n- I've never been to Cape Verde. I mean, I've always heard mixed things. People say it's great because the beaches are really nice and secluded, but then here, like the beaches are really rocky and there's not literally nothing mm. there. And
1: what what is it? Yeah, like? it's, it's, I call them the fly and flop holidays. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go with expecting them to be much at the hotel or anything. Um, But they are beautiful and the people are absolutely amazing. In fact, they're like the most stunning race just because of everyone who's been to Ireland. It's kind of been a mix of, you know, they're Brazilian, but they're also from Senegal, they're from South Africa, they're from Norway. So they're they're just, ah, they're stunning people.
0: Diversity.
1: yeah yeah so
0: if you had to choose anywhere to live or go to again for like holidays where where would it be you know where was your go we'd probably place? end up
1: in Australia, I think Australia or Spain, I think I could see myself living my days out
0: oh that'd be that'd be bliss.
1: <laughs> my other half says as long as it's near a golf course, he's fine
0: is he a big golfer
1: oh, he's a huge he's at, he's at golf today, so
0: <laughs> leave you to your meetings and your... Podcast yeah, I was like,
1: you're fine, I've got a, I've got a presenting gig tonight, and uh, he's got golf all day in the pub later, which is a post-golf thing. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like skiing, you know, apres ski, the uh, pub's mm-hmm. always the go-to afterwards.
1: Yeah, yeah, I stay out of it. You're not a big <laughs> golfer? watch golf, no, <laughs> no, I've tried. As soon as I'm not good as anything, first-hand I don't ever do it.
0: <laughs> is there anything that you do enjoy doing, like sports-wise, or...?
1: Uh, yeah, I used to swim. I Ooh. said, well, obviously I don't at the moment because the swim baths aren't open. Yeah. Um, but that was always my sport at school and growing up in university. That was it, and a bit of dance. You know, I did dance at uni, so I should be like, yay! Not, nah, not so much anymore.
0: <laughs> I mean, coming from Leeds, do you support Leeds United or?
1: I do. Deep down, I do. My other half does not like me to admit that because...
0: Who does he support? Go on. <laughs> He's
1: a Man United fan. Oh, so they there. No. You know, at the moment, it's like, oh, are they, they going to get into the Champions League? I don't know. But, you know, I was really happy for Leeds and I thought it was really poetic the way, you know, their last match 16 years ago was, you know, versus Charlton Athletic and their last match this time round was versus Charlton Athletic. I was like, Oh, someone planned this, didn't they? <laughs> exactly.
0: Do you believe in fate?
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I think, like, that there's certain things happen. You kind of sometimes, well, well, what? Like, me and my, half, my other half met 12 years ago at an audition, an X Factor audition. Really? In the queue. And um, we went on a couple of dates. I was 18 at the time. <clears> He's a bit older. I was always planning on going travelling, et cetera. So it didn't go any further than, you know, a couple of dates. Plus we lived a million miles apart, me in North Yorkshire, him in Chesterfield. Yeah. And then lo and behold, I, I, both of us found ourselves single maybe about a year and a half, maybe two years ago now, however long ago it was, I don't know. <laughs> and we are both on Tinder, bandmates set me up on Tinder, and suddenly I was doing a gig down in Chesterfield. And I didn't know I knew anyone down here. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, popped up. And I thought, you know what, quite bright. so...
0: What is the go. chance of that, eh?
1: <laughs> 12 years later, we're like, hi. <laughs> hi again. Wasn't
0: you the guy from um, X Factor Auditions? Yeah, way
1: back when? Pretty, <laughs> pretty much went like that. It was like, so do you still sing? Yeah, do you still sing? No, <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah, because your other half is a musician as well, so he, he's been playing on the... He, you've been playing the keyboards, and has he been on the guitar?
1: Yeah, yeah. Some of the streams he's popped in and um, just just come and jammed with me, which is quite nice. We we don't get to do it often enough. Like even though we live together, and <laughs> but because we've both been working full time from home, it's you know we suddenly get to six, seven, eight o'clock in the yeah. evening when you're finished and you're like just want to put a movie on. <laughs> yeah.
0: What kind of music is he into? Then you know him as a soloist. You know, is he is he into the country, old country rock genre or?
1: He's more rock, definitely more rock. Um, if I play anything too, too country, <laughs> like, he's like, ooh, that, that, that's really, that's got, you know, fiddles in it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I think I had Bradley Clapper album one yeah. the other day, and he was like, this is, this is really country, isn't it? But I was like, yeah, remember to turn it down a bit, he was like, eh. <laughs> No, we, but we both, like, you know, our first gig together was uh, to a John Mayer concert and oh. people like that. So John Mayer, Jack Soveretti, the songwriters and the guitarists.
0: Yeah. Basically. I mean, I used to listen to the Bobby Bones show all the time. And Bobby and his ex-girlfriend, Lindsay L, at the time, uh-huh. they adore John Mayer. And oh, they yeah. talk about his guitar skills all the time and all the different pedals he uses. And it's just, he it sounds amazing. I mean, a big person, I'd love to meet.
1: Sorry, you'd love to?
0: John, uh, meet John Mayer.
1: Oh yeah, but well, so would I, but he's my whole pass and my other half would not <laughs> let me to meet John May. <laughs>
0: who's, who's your other ass? Hall the pass then? Oh, if John yours? What did he
1: say? Ah he said, Oh, and she was a presenter on the BBC and model back in back in the nineties. Oh, it's gonna irritate me now. <laughs> then she lost all her hair. I can't remember her name. Gail Porter?
0: Poss- yeah. I don't know. Possibly.
1: Maybe? She was really hot in the nineties. <laughs> She really, oh, yeah, it sounds bad, but that's it, I think. <laughs> I've just let a massive secret. Might want to cut that out.
0: <laughs> so what I'm going to do now is I'm actually going to talk about your music. I mean, okay. that, that's why we here. Maybe
1: we should have started with this, shouldn't we? <laughs> I mean,
0: that's why we're here. So you've got a single coming out.
1: I did next Friday. Next week Friday. week today.
0: You yeah. excited?
1: I am. Yeah, I, it's just, I... I thought, you know, we I kind of like left this one a long time to promote it a bit because I wanted to see. Because I've seen people doing, you know, sometimes they drop a single with a couple of days' notice, sometimes they give you loads of notice. And I was like, I'll just yeah. slap bang in the middle somewhere five, six weeks and see how it goes. And it also was quite relaxing this time around. Yeah. Knowing that you had plenty of time to do stuff.
0: I mean, I remember hearing it first time and just thinking, yeah, this, this, is, this is different, Biddy. This, this is different, <laughs> but it's amazing. <laughs> it's such (laughs) a it's such a laid-back country song it is yeah obviously your your aftershocks ep which went to number one fantastic well done i mean that, that back in january yeah it's
1: a while ago now i know
0: it's crazy that and that was more like on your rock side whereas this is more going to like the country almost country
1: pop ish Yes, this is this is why it didn't make it onto the EP. Yeah, and um, because we we were discussing it, we were like, "Is this too pop? Is this is this me?" And it didn't make it way so onto the EP change. It did, which again Change It was sort of down that thread the pop and rock side. Yeah. Um, but then we're like, you know what? We've got bi- these bits that we can release now. They were pretty much, like I said in pieces but they could be finished during lockdown so we said let's give thriller well what comes after it who knows (laughs) we do know because we've got a plan now now that we've got this release and the next release sorted so
0: yeah i mean yeah it does yeah if anybody's been keeping up with your twitter and your facebook it's been hilarious it's been (laughs) brilliant
1: i think i've actually got more fans that way nowadays
0: you know what i'm gonna (laughs) mention
1: Yes, I do. The lyric video.
0: The lyric video. Wow. That was...
1: <sighs> Something else. This is like a lesson learned in life. And there are certain abbreviations, you know, like uh, not suitable for work, NSFW, or whatever, or suitable for work. I know you've got to put these on these adverts. Yeah. Um, on Fiverr, but now I get it. I really do get it because that the, I've got a minute and a half saved of that lyric video. Just taking it on my phone, on the laptop and thinking, I've got to keep part of this and I'll just release that on the same day that Thrill's released and just be like, here you go, guys.
0: Oh, wait, (laughs) damn. (laughs) After dark.
1: Yeah, yeah, after dark, later on.
0: I mean, can you remember back in, I think, like the late 90s, early 2000s, where they used to be, obviously we used to stay up and watch music videos on, Mm -hmm. like VH1 and MTV. The Box. And The Box, and what they used to do was after, like, 9pm after Watershed, they used to play, like, the videos that were a bit naughty. I mean, yeah. Robbie Williams' rock DJ, that was aired, especially the graphic part, was mm-hmm. aired after, like, 9pm. You had to stay up and watch that bit.
1: Yeah. I remember you could literally buy that video in Woolworths.
0: Oh, Woolworths.
1: <laughs> we're going back remember, now. Why do you get 15? What's wrong with the video? Oh, I get it now. <laughs>
0: yeah. Now, that, that's what you need to do is actually... Print it onto a DVD and sell it. Just make sure you put like a 18 rating on it or a 15 rating.
1: No, I even I even went downstairs after getting it first thing in the morning before work, and I, I went and found Craig in the in the office, and I was like, "Can you just watch this and tell me if you think it's too far?" Because and I just was like definitely too far
0: but i want to see his reaction <laughs> see that that was that was almost as good as the video was his reaction to it all as well
1: because was oh, that, that was dave that was that was, a was right yeah
0: because <laughs> he was he's was almost like very trying to be conservative about it like yeah. yeah i don't think
1: that's kind of okay i knew dave would have that reaction as well because he, he just but part of me thinks I might just send that guy or girl, I don't know, who made it on Fiverr, and just say, if I pay you an extra ten, will you send me that original version again, please?
0: <laughs> That's what you need. Definitely, you definitely need the full, the full version.
1: Oh, maybe.
0: <laughs> now, going to the song itself, then, what was, like, the inspirations for it?
1: Oh, well, Thrill was written back in... back 2017. Oh, that long. And I... Yeah, I was... Oh, i was dating this beautiful man and my friends will tell you i was well punching not my other half is you know in my eyes beautiful but this this guy back in 2017 was like how have i done this what <laughs> um uh and so it it basically like obviously is how it is you know all we were doing was hooking up in the occasional date um but he was an army captain and you know Oh, I was really overwhelmed, but at the same time, you kind of knew back in the back of your mind this was not going anyway. You were the one doing all the effort, and it's it's about that really. About oh. yeah, I will stick around for this bit. And uh, <laughs> do
0: you ever keep up to date with him?
1: No, no idea what he's doing.
0: <laughs> no idea. You don't even have a, you don't even have him on Facebook, so you can Facebook no. stalk him or Instagram.
1: No, no, he he was one of those because of his job, he had his cards very close to his chest. Ah.
0: So. Yeah, no must,
1: stalking involved. Especially definitely.
0: in part of the army. It must have been difficult to even think about having a relationship, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, t- yeah. The, it was honestly you'd have to look at your schedule like a month in advance and be like, oh, we can go on a date yeah. here on a random
0: Monday night. <laughs> I mean, that I mean I suppose that'd be even worse for the fact that obviously being an artist and you don't know when your next gig's gonna be because someone could mm-hmm. come to you now and saying, oh, Are you free this weekend to do an impromptu Celebration in a pub garden, socially yeah. distance, of course.
1: Yeah, well, it's like tonight I'm going out and I'm doing a presenting gig that came in two days ago. Yeah. So it's just in Chesterfield, but I was like, okay, cool, ready to go, got nothing on.
0: What can you say about that? Is it uh, what you're presenting?
1: I am doing a pilot of rock and roll bingo. Ooh. Um, at the local bingo hall. <laughs> so, I, I who knows how it's going to go. You, I.
0: Are you gonna call? Are you gonna do all the calling the numbers?
1: No, so rock roll bingo basically it's a music night. So you're kind of listening out for the tracks and I'll be DJing and stuff like that. So oh, I'm right. trying to keep the party going at social distance and low-level music levels. Yay.
0: That, at, least, at least you're starting to get these kind of gigs back, you know, whether it's yeah. whether it's performing or whether it's doing something like presenting. At least it's money in the bank, especially after these hard three, four months now. Which Yeah,
1: yeah, there's definitely stuff coming in, like, you know, care homes, etc. Just the stuff that they know they can do at a a social distance or outside. But they're all starting to come back in the diary now, which is quite nice. But at the same time, I've been lucky because I've still got work through lockdown.
0: That's the main thing, you know, is it's about taking this period of time off. I know it's not a period of time off per se because we've been yeah. forced into this like lockdown quarantine issue. For those listening, the however long in the future today at the moment's the 24th of July,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and yeah, we're just starting to like almost phase out of this lockdown period after this COVID 19. So. Yeah, I say that because I don't know how long these podcasts stay up for. They could stay up for well, years you know, and years no, Well,
1: know, could be here in 10 years' time. They go, what are they talk about, lockdown? Oh, yeah, the great lockdown 2020, <laughs> that one, right. <laughs>
0: it's like the Black Death.
1: I, yeah, yeah. Sadly, I always think it's just, you know, we start talking about it, and you're like, we've literally something that they're going to study... You know, like, you know, I did history A-level. They're going to study this, the ins and outs and what each country did. Or You you could probably specialise a whole degree in how Britain
0: mishandled
1: coronavirus.
0: You could do a whole Masters. (laughs) You could do the Masters in the US.
1: Yeah, it's got to be something. Just It's just crazy time. But, you know, I just made myself useful. I've been on the, the NHS track and trace since May. Yeah. Which has been good from home.
0: So. that's the main thing you know that people whether, you get, whether you're whether you on the track and trace or whether you're actually adhering to social distancing or whether you're wearing the masks I mean it's now mm. a legal requirement to wear masks in like shops bars not bars bars aren't I don't think you'd have I to know, wear I know it's
1: bars. confusing bars, theatres, pubs clubs you do not have to wear a mask I'm like oh, boy, what's you, the difference here but...
0: if you go to a takeaway you've got to wear one
1: you tell me I don't know what the science is there <laughs>
0: Oh you, <laughs> oh, you got to love our government.
1: Oh, yeah. you've got to love them. Oh, dear.
0: Anyways, away from COVID-19, because I think we've mm. all spoke about it way too much,
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know, in all these interviews. I know I have. It's, it almost seems to be the topic of conversation, but it's not now. We're coming out of it. <laughs>
1: Thankfully, it should be like, way behind. <laughs> yes,
0: fingers crossed. Touch wood, touch wood. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, that that's it now for the future. Going on from there then, I wanted to go back in time to before all the lockdown stuff started and actually go Mm -hmm. back to your debut EP, After Shocks. How was it? I know you had the singles out prior to that, you know, you had Run Already Out as a single Mm -hmm. and, you know, some of the tracks came to like number three and number five, you know, in the charts, But then when you released your EP, it actually went to number one. yes (laughs)
1: it was a surprise (laughs) because it was the third of january just after christmas and i was back to normal gigging and i it'd been sat at number two or number three for most of the afternoon and i was like you know what that's cool it's awesome i'm unsigned i don't need any more than that
2: yeah
1: (laughs) brain's kind of going like yeah but you do (laughs) (laughs) and uh, i I i left it so late to drive this gig up in leeds and um, it was Leeds City Centre. I couldn't kind of, you know, pull over. And I, meant, I remember my phone just starting to go mental. And yeah. I was like, right, hang on a minute. I've got. I was near Trinity Car Park, and I was like, I just pull in here, and I'll see what's going on. And I was like, oh my god, that's that's that then,
0: cool. Oh, that must be that must so, be crazy. Not only not being able to pull over and actually <laughs> officially check it, but you know something's going on. So you're thinking, yeah, it's about like, that time. I'm, actually, ooh, you know, yeah
1: downstairs towards half six, seven o'clock at night when it happened. I was like, ah, oh, and then it stayed there for, I don't know, about 12 hours and then slowly disappeared into the abyss. That, that That's
0: the only issue with the country charts is you, as soon as you come, you know, as soon as you go. And that's why, you know, music is just constantly coming because it's trying to stay up there. Now, Yeah,
1: yeah. And it's, you know, I was talking about this today with, with some people in the meeting. I can't say any more than that at the moment, but you'll see what happens very soon. Um... You know about the music industry and how how money talks at the moment, and playlisting talks and you can pay these these big companies to be your PR and and get your music onto you know because you're not you're not got unless you know someone you haven't got much of a Cat in Hill's chance of getting onto to radio too, for example, without a lot of pushing. And you know I I, I push and I push and I push, but I I can't I can't be annoying to people. Yeah. Um. But when we're talking thousands of pounds to get one single just, you know, picked up by a PR person and gone, all right, yeah, I'll push it onto these playlists or yeah. whatever. So without that money, it's really hard for, you know, like you said, this is where the charts come in handy for independence, because you can then use those, you know, numbers to sort of propel yourself again for your next EPK or for your next couple of singles and say, well, this pick, number one, this amount of followers, et cetera, et cetera. And then move forward from that.
0: Yeah. And then hopefully the next EP or next single, it's like a snowball effect, you know, you're hoping that the fan base and the traction just keeps going. And
1: yeah, yeah. And I always say to people, you know, even the yeah, there's a number one EP and a couple of top ten singles, we're still new absolutely new especially to the scene we're not expecting to be on festivals or anything like that will apply yeah. but we're just you know we're happy to be those new people and you know we're still like I said trying to find where our sound really sits and I think after Thrill it's getting more rocky again and yeah. it might start to straddle that even more with a band and then you go well are we still country or are we going more down the rock route who knows yeah
0: <laughs> Well that, that's it that's that's always the difficult thing when especially being a new or newish artist is actually fa- actually officially finding your sound the sound that you want to progress for yeah. you know the rest of your life I know you can always chop and change you know in the future you know if you wanted to go back down the country mm-hmm. you know the poppier side of stuff or whether you want to go down a folkier side or whatever you know you've always got the opportunity but sometimes it's nice to actually find your lane
1: Mm-hmm. yeah find your lane i like that i always say stay in your lane but then you kind of go either side of ours but you know writing songs through lockdown there is one i've written that you know i was speaking to simon birds because he lives around right corner here, and he's like you've got to do something with that and i was like i've only written it as a bit of a dare because he said he introduced thrill on one of his shows yeah and then afterwards he said something about oh it's got a really jim simon feel for it and i was like that's probably because it was written on piano first yeah and now a lot of the tracks moving forward we've written on, or I've written on piano, Dave's done on guitar, and Stu's just worked his magic with it. But when, So I thought, I'm going to sit down and try and write a Jim steinman s number.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then I did it. It was like six minutes long. And I was oh,
2: like, wow. huh.
1: And he was like, that's amazing. And my other half was like, I either really love it or I really, really hate it. And I was like, I can't just... Go and make us, but then I was like, maybe I can. Maybe we're that new that we can just go ahead and say, like, look, we're going to make this six-minute, seven-minute epic song. It's yes. going to straddle country. It's going to straddle rock. It's going to be meatloaf, basically. Yeah. Um. And then throw <laughs> it out there because you can. Like, there's no rule book saying you can't. So. That's yeah, it. I don't know with that one at the moment.
0: I mean, <laughs> you know, you've, either you love it or hate it. It's almost like a marmite kind of song.
1: Yeah, well, raising hell was a marmite. Even run to an extent, people, get like you said, it is heavier. It's the lyrical content is not for the faint of heart. And yeah. I kind of always wanted that because I grew up listening to really heavy rock and metal, as well as country. But you know, my teenage years were, you know, baggy trousers and vans and going to Leeds festivals. So that's what it's about. I mean,
0: <laughs> for me, it was always either Leeds Fest or and Park in Leeds. So. Mm. So it was always. I remember a... when
1: they did the go 2 Wireless Festival at Leeds. I quite like that one because they had the Who one and that one. I was about sixteen, but
0: that's when music, especially music festivals, on that kind of era in the UK, used to be great. I mean, now it's oh, all the been... so
1: good. Now I look at the lineup now and I think, what? It's like, what happened to you know? I remember one year at Leeds there was Marilyn Manson supporting Iron Maiden, and then there was a Smashing Pumpkin supporting. I don't know uh, who else was massive at the time. It was the Foo Fighters and yeah. The Killers, those massive bands that would normally play arenas and Muse were on, a, you know, leads. Yeah,
0: it's, it's crazy wow. how, and now it's, like, Post Malone and Billie Eilish that play those kind of festivals. I don't
1: get it. I'm like, I was, what, what happened to that phase of, like, do teenagers not listen to rock music anymore? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you see, I've always been that fan. <clears throat> I've always been that fan, like, gone between, like, indie to indie rock so like I was mm. always fans of Arctic Monkeys and Reverend the Makers all that kind of stuff and then going into like your Oasis, Muse, Foo Fighters, Red Hot Chili Peppers you know all mm. that was like my go-to and then obviously when I discovered country music it was like oh this artist here that's like a mixture of everything and then I went from that to then like pure country like fiddles and banjos. Yeah
1: yeah <laughs> I mean uh, country just kind of seeped in when I was about you know, I always say it's Carrie Underwood when she won American Idol. I remember that being a bit of a catalyst and then going to my grandma's music collection and finding all, you yeah. know, Glen Campbell, Cash, Faith Hill, Sh- Shania Dwayne, Reba. Yeah. And then spiraled that side, so.
0: well, that, that, that was actually going to be my next question was, you know, where <clears throat> where in your life, you know, where did country music actually officially come in? You know, what kind of like age group was you?
1: I'd say I was about twelve, thirteen, if I'm getting that right. I think Carrie Edward won about two
0: thousand
1: and two. Yeah. Around then maybe. Yeah, it would have yeah. been.
0: I normally fact check, but I'm gonna go with it. It was it was early two thousands, two thousand two. Yeah, probably
1: even before then, to be fair. I remember my grandmother was still alive, so and especially with lots of his records, that would have be been before two thousand and one, so maybe about ten, eleven get to
0: know it better yeah that i that think that's other than like i was speaking with amelia quinn the other day and she brought Love it out her had <laughs> well, on this
1: morning
0: it's amazing it's yeah. so different boister- It's so i want to say boisterous but it's not boisterous it's very out there it's very sassy sassy that's it that's <laughs> the word <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah, no, I, I had hers on them and then I had Taylor Swift's on this morning, so I was like, these are completely different to one another, but I love both, so...
0: I haven't listened, that's... Because we mentioned earlier, Um, there's two types, two ways you can either release a EP or a single. You can either do the long game or you can just throw it out there. That's what Taylor Swift's mm-hmm. done. She announced yesterday that she's releasing an EP at midnight tonight. Well, Not last yet.
1: night. No, she doesn't need any PR company, though, does she? Like no. She can literally say, I'm going to the toilet now, and it'll get, like, 50 million retweets.
0: Oh, I wish I was that do you just wish She was like That famous
1: No <laughs> I would never Like to be famous I'd like to be Well I'd like to be known As a songwriter Someone like You know My favourite is Brandy Carlyle
2: Yeah
1: Or someone like Melissa Etheridge They're kind of Respected In their industry They'll go to the awards They'll pick up awards Tanya Tucker for example Yeah Um, But they're not harass and no one really cares what they do day to day until they release some music and then I'm like,
0: wow. Well, that's always the issue. I mean, it's not so much the artists or the actual people themselves, you know, being bad people. It's the obsession with certain fan groups and mm. media companies and, you know, paparazzi that just constantly hound. You know, there's yeah. got to be some... I know when you do go into the line like that big, you've got to expect some form of publicity... But there's people've got to have right to a private life.
1: Yeah, okay. I've only seen glimpses of it. Now, I've seen glimpses of it because I work in I've worked in theatre and on, you know, theatre tours and stuff. And you do get some followers, so I say, that you kind of just have to block. Yeah. And I know that sounds really harsh, but you're like, I can't you know we've had a couple where it's it's always been men (laughs) always men you're like like, oh really you just you know you can't just be nice (laughs) Uh, and you're gonna just keep on the back of your head when you arrived at a theater or whatever and you're like oh there he is again yay (laughs) have
0: you ever needed to like almost get a restraining order on some people
1: no no we're just stern words (laughs)
0: I dread to think what your um, inbox and DMs would be like if you still had those kind of crazy people around.
1: No, you, well, you kind of get a vibe very quickly now. Like, I I tend not to, you know, the music Facebook page, unless I know you or, you know, you're another artist, I don't, and or it's a gig booking, yes, you'll see the message flash up and you'll be like do you accept or ignore you're like mm, nah. hello beautiful let's ignore that one today
0: <laughs> yep it's, it's either that or um, can I do your artwork or those kind of earn £20,000 I can do you
1: I can do your video or whatever and I'm like really can you or I can you know the emails that you get on a daily basis been like I love your website but yeah it's like, no go away that's why you're in my spam box <laughs>
0: That, that that's a great thing with like instagram and stuff is it automatically if you're not friends with them or if you don't know them they automatically filter it to one side yeah. and then yeah. you can go through it without people seeing so th- that's always a benefit
1: yeah but it's good and a bad thing because then you can you know the way to reach out to people like you said radio too you, you've got no emails to send stuff to like the old days it's now trying to get their attention on Twitter and Instagram. You're like, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I can't keep being really annoying.
0: <laughs> Would you ever go to like a PR company? You know, is it at the back of your mind for like a future date to do stuff like that? I
1: mean, it, the thing is, it's, it's a lot of money and, you know, I'm thirty now and I, I have responsibilities <laughs> that I think if I was starting out a lot younger... Um, I probably would have utilised it a bit more and set money aside, But now, you know, my money's going to the side for, you know, a house or for this X, Y, Z. You know, we want to travel to here, we want to travel to there. Or... Yeah. And I can't even, I can't even fathom dropping £1,500 a month on, on a PR company. Now, what I do do, and a lot of artists do, they're part of, say, country music social media or they can be associated with someone doing their socials that is great because you know you pay an x amount of subscription which is nominal and they do that legwork for you for like for example four or five hundred radio stations that you don't have the contact details for i mean yeah it's community radio it's around the world so you're never going to get much money for it but it gets your music out there a little bit quicker for me i tend to do a lot of legwork myself nowadays <laughs> and they they do in the back as you might have seen i um. <laughs> yep yeah, but they uh, they do that in the background. I do it alongside, and I think, you know, just... double. I used to work in marketing, and sometimes I look at things that, you know, even I'm doing and go, well, why are you doing that? That's going to get absolutely no response. But then you'll do something like the lyric video, and I'm like, that's given everyone something to talk about, and that was an accident. Well, that's <laughs> it. I
0: mean, like they always say, you know, bad, bad publicity is never that bad. It's always... No. it's a form of publicity. And it is. It's <laughs> it entertaining.
1: Yeah, and I think like on Twitter, it makes me laugh. Like I said the other day, I think I put a post about Chicken Kiev and it got so many interactions. And then I put up a post asking for, you know, alt country bands, folk musicians to get yeah. in touch. And that got zero responses at the start. It's got some now.
0: I mean, that, that, I know what you're going to say now, and I know you're not going to tell me anything. Can you say <laughs> like the slightest inkling of what it's about?
1: I can, I think. Um, put it this way, it's going to be on a Wednesday night and it's going to be a regular thing. And mm-hmm. it's it's dark and twisty country music and uh, it should be being announced in the next couple of days if I can come up with a name for it to give to the company. <laughs> mm-hmm. But if you've got any suggestions for, you know, how to label, you know that, and then has got the front porch that he does Americana yeah style music with i'm like wait i need a name for this like you know
0: are you going to future. be like the host
1: maybe the
0: hostess with the mostest
1: <laughs> maybe
0: oh that's gonna get me thinking all night now see I, 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 I want to come up with a really quirky name so you can tell us all sooner later. i'll dm
1: you because i, I I've had a meeting about it this morning i'm not sure like what you can and you can't say so yeah
0: well i'll tell you what i'll do then is i'll Save this episode till tomorrow. I'll release this tomorrow. <laughs> okay. I'll let you find out. We'll edit out whatever we need to edit out.
1: Oh, they'll be fine with that. I think it's just me saying, oh, this is happening now. I yeah. to do an announcement. Yeah.
0: Actually, yeah. bluntly saying, this is it. This is what's coming.
1: Yeah, I've got it totally right way. That. Put it this way like, I'm asking now for bands and artists to get in touch. And it is really, it's really, what's the word for it? It's a niche. Yes. Sections. so like if there, are you know there'll be some that just won't fit and there's a reason for that and um, it's gonna benefit them though it's not gonna benefit me I mean it will because I could use it but it's more for their benefit So
0: <laughs> well that's I mean I was surprised nobody really answered I mean even if it wasn't like their fit you know you'd be interested to be intrigued like how about me, you know, would I be a fit? If I was a singer, I'd know if there was anything at all, I'd just throw myself in there. If they say no, mm-hmm. they say no.
1: You watch as soon as it is announced, that inbox will just grow exponentially. <laughs> I, want, I want to join. No, I've already got, you know, material now.
0: How, how many <laughs> artists, you know, is it going to be, like, featured around? Have you, like, a maximum number?
1: No, no, we're just putting ideas together at the moment. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Yeah, be a nice nice blend of people. But I mean we're talking, you know, alt country, the likes of Blackberry Smoke and uh Delta Ray, that side of things, even, you know, the Civil Wars. So it's going down that sort of route.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I can I can't wait to see. You know, even like the finished product, you know, when it's all released and you've you're doing whatever you're doing. they're around it. Um yeah I, just, I just can't wait I want it to, don't you just wish time would just like move just a little tiny tiny bit quicker just to get to that no, not, not now because I've got to get ready
1: for that <laughs> it's I, I think at the moment you know it'll be the start of August all will be revealed so
0: awesome start of August so you've you will just released your nice country poppier sound and then you go straight <laughs> into the dark side and I'm going
1: straight into this again yeah <laughs> well that's you know the song the song after Thrill is a duet and you know it, that's 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 definitely country again, but it's um again it's it's going down its own little. I suppose you can do with a duet. You can say it's me and so and so, and me and David Luke, and this is our song. And it's at the moment we're just waiting for our art, artwork to come back yeah. from iTunes. who are being funny about everything, but oh, it's because oh. it's a charity single, and the Sony hoops to oh, is this jump your- through on iTunes.
0: So your next song after Thrill is going to be a charity single, a duet? Yes,
1: yeah, yeah. it's a charity single with Help Musicians as well
0: Help Musicians, can you tell us mm-hmm. anything about it? or?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's called Let the Music Play
0: Let the Music Play
1: And if anyone has been following myself or David Luke on social media Back at the start of lockdown we wrote the song And the rough version is on there, on our Facebooks And now we've finished the song, produced it, mastered it we sent it to the BBC about two weeks ago and they played it within a day yeah. on Introduce and then it, it got local rotation on BBC Nottingham and BBC Leicester. Um, and So now we're just kind of, <laughs> that was a bit of a shock so it was too quick. Um, <laughs> these things don't happen that quickly, though. And I thought, like, oh, God, I've got nothing. I think Kezi was saying the last time she released something, a similar thing happened. Yeah. She was like, I'll just put it on the uploader. And then See all of a sudden happened. it was out, and she was like, "Oh no, I've not got artwork, I've not got anything like this to send, I've not got an EPK to send anyone." Oh,
0: that must be that must so, be frustrating or bit harrowing almost. You know, thinking, "Oh no, I've got this to do now. Let's get this done." And then,
1: <laughs> yeah, it was that like, oh, panic stations. The time scale. Yeah, but even with that, we we're like, we can't we can't do anything until iTunes budge. So
0: yeah, yeah. I mean, you mentioned the um, the charity before, like. Around when lockdown first started, wasn't that the Rainbow Collective? Top of my own. oh yeah,
1: yeah. God, it feels like so long ago now. The the Rainbow Collective they did we did a song called Pass on the Rainbow that was a pop song. So but featured on that as a vocalist. I didn't write it, or anything. I can't take credit for that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> what What did you do with it? Was he featured as a vocalist?
1: Yeah, featured vocalist. I I knew the writers. Uh, in fact, one of the writers I. Worked on a tour with years ago in Ireland, so she got us on board for
0: that. Oh, yeah, I was gonna say, how, how, what was it like then going from doing a country rock album, you know, EP to then doing this like country yeah, pop here yeah, single to then having to do that pop? You know, did you feel like he was going through like a transition from like Ozzy Osbourne to Taylor Swift?
1: <laughs> no, I always say it, it kind of looked at it like when I'm, when I'm a vocalist in shows and you know, musical theatre and stuff, there's no set way to sound like yeah. the the music i do that's the way my voice sounds without me trying to put anything on um but then for example in the chicago blues Brothers, which is the show i normally tour with that's all really soulful voice and i've got to really work on that to get it out there and get it big and you know <laughs> fill in those aretha franklin songs um i don't know i think it, I, I, t- I do teach vocals a living as well when we're back at school i'm starting at a college in wakefield um and that's doing musical theater vocals so there's i don't know the the session inside of me like in my head always you know someone says here's a project it's pop project i'll just get to work and see what comes out a couple of takes
0: if if people wanted to get on your course then for this vocal course in wakefield
1: is it like a set
0: criteria you have to be
1: <laughs> no, they're they're higher education, so it's sixteen to eighteen. So they're already auditioned and they're already going into their musical theatre courses. So they'll you, be there when we start in September. Are you so they already to, know if they're going.
0: Are you excited <laughs> to get back into all that and actually get yeah, back to yeah.
1: teaching? Yeah. To be fair, I when I last taught, last taught maybe January last year, and then I decided because the performance work was taken off left right and center that there was there's was no time to do it more than anything yeah. i had to commit to like you know saying you'll be in the school this xyz days it just wasn't working so um just kind of let that slide a bit and i've built a studio down here in chesterfield in the house you know with keys and the recording yeah etc and um, so there are plans to start lessons from home as well um Right now, you can't because of lockdown, and there's still studies going on about singing, teaching, and singing in close proximity. So until that's sorted, yeah, you can't really move forward. But yeah, I'm in the process of trying to write a course, um, which is a big undertaking. Yeah, <laughs> Um, and just seeing how things go. To be fair,
0: how how do you? I mean, this, this is going like away from like your music side and going into like sure. the teaching side. I'm just curious. You know, how do you? Come up with like lesson plans for individual students. You know, is there just like assess at where they're already at, and then say, okay, then this is what you need to do to get your lower range, or here's how you can get to your higher range. Yeah. So
1: any 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 new student coming to me, college is a bit different because they're there for a reason. They've auditioned. They've probably got a good voice. They probably can dance and act as well. So you're just there at college to sort of guide them through technique and. The, the next auditions and etc and put their put their training together um but for if you came in for example before the lesson i'd give you a questionnaire to fill out that says you know how long you've been singing what do you want to do with your voice what are your favorite artists uh do you have any problems with your voice for example my other half he sings a lot of rock songs but he is gonna let me train him as well as a bit of a guinea pig on this course i'm doing oh. um um Because he loses his voice very quickly. And I know exactly why that is. Yeah. Like, I can see his technique and I can see exactly what I can change to help him. But he he can't because it's like... uh,
0: Just as a guess, is he using his throat rather than his diaphragm?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's he he stretches his neck a bit and I can see just... I mean, you try talking like that, (laughs) try talking with your neck stretched up, it's really... Yeah. You'll get a sore throat doing that anyway. So. How
0: how did you get into all that then? Like did you have to go through like certain teaching classes to get to a level where you can teach, or is it just through experience?
1: Uh I did a degree, musical theatre a performance. So that's <laughs> that's always handy. And I did uh, a couple of years ago I did my associates for London College of Music, which is in musical theatre voice. So I always say to people, if you're going to look for a singing teacher, they have to have at least an associate or a diploma. Anyone underneath that,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: mm.
0: you might as well just go to your old music teacher from year seven.
1: Yeah, yeah. And now nowadays, you know, with you know, you, it's not an exact science. And if someone doesn't really understand the science or, or why things work the way they work, it's really I don't know. I I have a bit of a beef with teachers who don't have those. Maybe I'm biased, but I put the money in and I put the training in to get to that point. Yeah. To say to people, this is how you should be doing it. It's not just my opinion on how you should be doing it, but this is scientifically the the way you should be doing it currently. It might change because who knows?
0: No, I, t- <laughs> I totally agree. <laughs> no, I, I totally get that because I mean, I used to work in the travel industry and as a homeworker. And there's certain, yeah. when you go on like certain Facebook groups where all the travel agents congregate, you see certain travel companies I'm not going to name names because I don't (laughs) want to face a lawsuit or anything Um, but there's certain companies that don't have certain licensing and certain regulations that they have to follow and when they hire people basically they're not covered and people are booking holidays through them and it's just not right now it would be the same for like a teacher if they teach somebody the wrong technique you know they could blow the voice out and then potentially ruin the career from day one and
1: they could potentially turn around and see the teacher if they want to yeah nowadays um indemnity insurance etc is a thing for singing teachers (laughs) and again it's looking it's looking for things you know like being you know the teacher or you know any former teacher in the arts being a member of equity or you know those standards that they should be part of
0: yeah have you got all your insurances ready then
1: yes yes i'm an equity member it just rolls over every (laughs) you so yeah
0: you've now got your studio at home then You have got your course going at Wakefield, a college in Wakefield. Yeah. Are you going to do things like in the middle, like at your own studio, like private lessons? If you was yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So like teaching college is only part time, so I will be doing what I can from home and also gigging. But I think if anything's lockdown has shown us that I, you know, I was gigging every day I could. Yeah. And that was anything you know, like from public social clubs etc and and now you're like well, oh, hang on a minute I do quite enjoy having a couple of days off at the weekend with my other half with his son coming over I was missing all that before yeah and, and I do want to focus more on my writing as well so at least doing the teaching gives me a chance to be at know, home one day a week be at home or go and do a country gig for peanuts yeah. <laughs> and not feel bad because it's not my whole income
0: so, before when you was doing these country gigs, you know, would you end up staying over, like, say, a campsite or in, like, the pub, in the hotel room? Kind
1: yeah, of thing? I drive there and back.
0: Oh, that must have been horrible.
1: <laughs> it's sometimes long nights. Like, the worst ones were going over to Skegness and the coastal resorts because from Chesterfield, you're absolutely nowhere near the coast, <laughs> farthest yep. away you could be. So it's like, oh, as long Skegness,
0: as it's on the M1 corridor, yeah. you're fine.
1: Exactly. No- Nottingham, Leicester, even Birmingham. We did a lot of gigs around there. They're only an hour away, if that, and that's fine. Coastal resorts, that. No. <laughs> so, a lot going, of driving.
0: let's go back to Thrill. Then, you know, mm-hmm. out of all the records you've done so far with Thrill, what's the most excited thing about Thrill for you? You know, what are you most excited about?
1: It's that popular sound i didn't think i'd be excited about this you know as well because you know i always want to be like oh the kind of rock chick the the alternative and it still has it harkens to some of that alternative sound with the guitars and the keys running through it um and just to see how it does in comparison to to the darker stuff yeah and I think, you know, I'm looking at, I'm going to mention Delta Ray again. I don't know if you've heard their music, yep. but if you haven't, go listen to their current stuff and they're doing it, like the dark and the light. And there's two albums coming out. And one is really dark, heavy stuff. The one's light, like a popular stuff. I'm like, you know what? You can do this stuff. And yeah. your fans like it. You might get new fans or you might get people leave you who knows it's just this weird old journey
0: that we're on i mean <laughs> it's, it's, you, you say delta ray you know even like the rising the rising released last month month before yes, um, yeah. shadow on the wall which mm-hmm. is quite a dark dark song about ex-relationships but then the gun mm-hmm. like the other side flips it to a nice lighter yeah, side a little
1: giggle at the start of this new song <laughs> exactly it so definitely is lighter yeah
0: You know, it's great to show that contrast to show that you know to show that you can see things from multiple perspectives
1: Mm -hmm. and And I I look at people like you know going back to saying like Foo Fighters back in the day you know we had beautiful songs like Everlong then matched with Monkey Wrench and um, yeah I'm trying to think of their other songs now I was thinking all my life Oh, my life that one.
0: In a great way, you can just go, did, 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 and it's like, yep, yeah, that's it. That's the melody.
1: <laughs> May the half says that all the time. He's like, you'll just just, just describe a song, like, you know, the one, but and he's like, how are you a musician? <laughs>
0: Do you find that whenever you're, like, watching TV and you can hear something in the background, whether it's even just tapping, it's like, oh, that reminds me of something. That... Mm. And
1: yeah. it's
0: like, oh, yeah. And now we're doing that now. It's like,
1: that's just going to remind me of the Foo Fighters all day
0: see there's worse songs to having stuck in, have your, in head.
1: your head yes there definitely is <laughs> uh,
0: so gigging wise you know have you got anything up and coming that you're really excited about
1: no <laughs> <laughs> so everybody out there, there book <laughs> no because i i respect people who have gone ahead and booked these dates and you know kezia girl and jade heliwell we tried to get tickets for manchester and it's sold out yeah um and that's what oh, next April. So kind of like looking at planning that what I want to do with the guys in the band is I want to get some some footage of us at some studios, first of all. as I want to kind of start from there and start, you know, I wanna get as a promoter. I don't wanna be doing my job and then having to do this as well and yeah. hats in every pot. Um, I've looked into how to promote gigs. I'm not a massive Fan of it, <laughs> trying to trying to work as a booker. I don't think I, I have that ability in me. But I, I, I'm looking at the rest of this year, thinking yes, there are loads of gaps. But but but
0: can I, can I can I actually put in the effort to not so much the no, effort, but the, the eff-
1: yeah,
0: it's the time and dedication because it is a big job. It is a lot what, of work.
1: What I have thought about doing is here in Chesterfield, and I'm looking at the moment if I can around August Bank holiday, something like that. Just running a one day, one afternoon sort of gig. Yeah. Um, and I'll probably be with local people from around here, but there's quite a lot of a lot of country musicians around this area. Yeah. Um and just putting something on like that just to test the waters because without saying anything else, I'd like to go on a tour with the guys. But we're a full band when we go out. We we're gonna have to plan it really carefully because it's it, 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 you can do it with keys. I can do it on mine. I can go to a writer's round if I want to, and I'd love to be invited to a writer's round. No one's got in touch yet, but... Um... <laughs> wink, wink. hello, <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, because, you know, I do play the guitar and keys, but I don't think I'm anywhere near as good as playing guitar and keys as the guys in the band. That's what they do.
0: Yeah. They live
1: and breathe, you know, their The thing is, though,
0: with writer's rounds, it's not so much, you know, the actual... Being able to play the keys, playing... All the instruments, it's about the ability to write a heartfelt song, you know, yeah, putting the yeah. emotions in the songs. And yeah. that's what you do. You've got so that to just, a T.
1: Yeah. No, thanks. <laughs> no, but I'd like to do them, like, but when they start up again, who knows at the moment. So yeah. I think everyone's just a bit wary and, you know, saying about upcoming things. Uh, there's nothing currently in the diary. There was one festival, but I don't think that's going ahead. So yeah. Yeah. It's a strange time to be like you can promote your music, but like, what for for the, for the for the for the ones who are new, I'm just gonna keep saying the newbies, it's unless you arrange something with other people like um there is uh, unsigned and unleashed happening a couple of weeks on a Sunday. Yeah. And I'm hoping to get the day off and go up there and see that because that looks like a great lineup. There's Tommy Taylor, Amelia Quinn, um, amongst others. And I'm thinking that'd be good
0: especially to meet these
1: people as well you've spoken these people a lot yeah um and yeah just like kudos to them for putting it
0: on i mean that that's one thing i can't wait is to actually start going to these gigs and actually meeting these people face to face like meeting yourself i mean we've now yeah. spoke this is episode 41 and <laughs> yeah. there's 40 other guests well, that do you have have
1: people to catch up with
0: <laughs> plenty of people to catch up with i'm looking yeah. forward to it though
1: i'm looking forward yeah, to it. When- when you can go yeah. to a gig and just mingle and have a drink exactly. and watch quality live music. like That's what I like and what I miss. And, you know, I think moving forward out of lockdown, what I want to do a lot more of is go see other people as well because before you kind of like wrapped up with trying to get your whole diary full of gigs and you're like, well, I'm not really learning anything here because I'm doing the same thing over and over. And
0: Yeah. Well, that's the issue with this whole lockdown is at first, you know, a lot of us, we could... You know, we could put time inside the songwriting and then we could put time into improving things. I mean, for me, it was was my website and my podcast and getting, like, the Mm -hmm. reviews started going. Um, But once you've got everything set up, it's like, okay, then. What am I doing today? (laughs) What
1: next? Yay! (laughs) Yeah, that has been the whole thing. It's like, you can promote a single to your blue in the face, but it's not the same as playing it in front of people. Yeah. Like, we're still yet to get to do that, to be fair, with any of the EP stuff. We haven't played it to anyone because... It was March and March the 13th, I think it was, the gig stopped and we were like, and we had tour dates booked in, only small venues like uh, Northern Guitars in Leeds, a couple of other places, Home for Tavern with, with Jade and that, but they all got pulled because yeah. well, everything got pulled. So anyway.
0: Northern Guitars in Leeds is such a great little shop.
1: Yeah, it's just a nice little venue. I, when I lived in Leeds, I used to go down there like a porto, like it's called Lane, isn't it? So there's always yeah. music on somewhere down there.
0: I mean, the great thing with Carl is, you know, it's very much a indie, rocky kind of vibe down there. Yeah. You know, there's certain parts. And if you
1: want to carry on the night, there's Rev to Cuba across the room.
0: Exactly. <laughs> oh, so many <laughs> my, nights. My brother's finishing. a
1: manager there, so.
0: Is <laughs> your brother a manager there. Yeah. That's a good thing to know.
1: <laughs> yeah, half <half-priced> fresh cocktails.
0: <laughs> oh, I've been to that part of Revs in ages. You know, it's Mm-mm. a good three years since I've been that way. Uh.
1: I think he was probably still there then <laughs> <laughs> when it first opened yeah yeah it would have been
0: so thrill where can everybody find thrill
1: everywhere they can find it anywhere they look on my facebook twitter <laughs> socials um and they can get it on itunes they can get it on spotify title title's a new thing to me but i really like the quality of sound that your songs yeah play on title it just seems so much crisper and yeah, I've got rid into that.
0: The great thing with Tidal, and is it Pandora as well, where they actually pay a little bit more than, like, yeah. Spotify and, you know, Amazon Music, you know, it's just that little yeah. tiny bit better, better than YouTube. I mean, YouTube's just, uh, like... I know. People keep telling
1: and saying, like, oh, yeah, YouTube's a week. weak. I'm like, yeah, because I hate it. Yeah, Like, I actually don't get it. I, I watch YouTube, you know, at night, late at night to go to sleep. <laughs> um, <laughs> Or, like, I watched it during the day whilst I'm working, like, just some weird documentary. I was watching a documentary the other day about the most lavish party ever thrown in Iran. I don't know how it got <laughs> to that point. Rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah, you suddenly go down the rabbit hole. I'm like, but, yeah, content-wise, you get nothing back from it, so...
0: See, last thing I watched on YouTube, <laughs> the last three things was... Um, Ultravox, playing a... Um, Live Aid, 1985. Yeah, yeah. Um, I then watched the whole documentary on Live Aid. I then watched <laughs> Les Miserables, 10th edition. Oh, oh
1: okay. F- uh, okay. There was
0: a full concert edition on YouTube. Right, I was
1: gonna say not the film, then I was
0: like, not okay. the film, no.
1: <laughs> no, the <laughs>
0: concert version. It's always been my favourite.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. Going into the theatre side, then you know, what was your, what was your favourite theatre shows growing up?
1: Growing up, oh, growing up um, whew, I didn't really have one growing up. I got into musical theatre really, really late. I was about 18. Really? I Didn't know it was something I was gonna fall into. And I I heard about an audition happening in London. I was into music and I started already playing guitar and writing songs. Um heard about this audition in London it was for a rock musical, and I was like, oh, and they were looking for, you know, kids aged 16 to 20 to yeah. be in the show. And I just got through and through each round of about 10 months worth of auditions. So I went deaf like that. Oh, wow. And um, workshops. And then I, I I got down to like the final two for the role and I didn't get it.
2: But yeah,
1: I thought, you know, after that everyone was like, maybe you should get into with me with a bit of I was like, yeah, maybe.
2: <laughs> the it, was like, game.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was like, you know, big old cast, the biggest cast director at the time, uh, Pipperellian. um you know, she gave us a hug and she was like, you know, she said, you should go trade acting because I was terrible. I still am a terrible actor. Really? I don't know how I passed that course really, but my acting, I can act through song. Yeah. Fine. Like, you know, if it was a song through musical, like lame is, would be fine. Um, but if I was a there an actor, I think about it too much. And I'm, <laughs> no, It's not my bag.
0: I mean, Hamilton's been a big thing at the moment. Everyone's yes. been watching it. Would you do I, Hamilton?
1: I, I would, but I probably would not fit <laughs> very well. <laughs> Um, yeah i always say this to my kids you know because like the students who come in when it first came out i had a lot of te- uh, teenage girls come in for the lessons and they would bring burn which is the big old power ballad of the show yeah and i think probably the worst song in the show but maybe that's because <laughs> i've heard it too many times um you know and it's fine to use but i'm like you can never use that in an audition nowadays because it's not your, like it's that whole thing it's not your thing these stories aren't yours too to yeah. play with it's a bit like me deciding nowadays to sing something from the colour purple for an audition and just look at me like I had 10 heads because it's like you don't understand what you're singing yeah. about that's the case especially musical theatre nowadays um, without sounding too, I am not a good fit for Hamilton and most of my students <laughs> weren't either
0: <laughs> well that, that's always a humble thing you know is being able to say to yourself I can't do that because I don't fit not trying yeah, to force yourself got, to yeah. fit
1: yeah, and people have got to. You're never, you know, hairsprays the brilliant when they last did the open casting for Tracy. Yeah, it lit. The whole show is built around the fact that Tracy is a bigger bone lass. Yeah, and I knew people who were a size eight who decided to go to the open audition. I was like, and I was like, I was like, why are you doing that? Because you are literally going to see this massive casting director, you're wasting their time because you don't match anything that's yeah. you know it said dress size between the 14 16 whatever um you don't oh, like, you clearly haven't seen the, in the foot.
0: <laughs> you clearly haven't seen either the role that you need to be playing or you haven't um, even watched the film or the previous musicals yeah. you do at least I, some research
1: and you probably start, like as a teacher it's that kind of mode being like you don't want to stand on people's dreams but it's like you're not gonna ever play that part yeah. So fine if you can sing it in your lessons, sing it in your exams up until a certain point. But after that, it's, you know, it's just a fun thing to do. I had kids going in for Matilda. I had one bless her, and she got called back last couple of Matilda in the West End. Ooh. And she grew. She had a growth spurt overnight, and they are so strict at four foot 10, no, maybe four foot 10 max. Oh Matilda and she just went over it and I was like, I had to write for casting director. I said, you know, I'm having to pull her out because she's she was like, Thank you for having the sense to that. She we would have turned around and said no. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but you know what, we'll see you for the chorus now. So she got she still got an audition.
0: Yeah. But um, just not in the role that was initially No,
1: no. But she they said because there's adults in the cast, they can't have it. Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's got to be definitive. Then you have got to
1: have it as well because you can't, you can either you blue in the face like, oh, that's, you know, it's the only industry where you can say you have to be this size or you have to be this color or you have to be from this heritage or this age. Yeah. Because otherwise, you're going to have every Tom, Dick, and Harry applying for <laughs> every role. You
0: know, me, me applying for Fantine.
1: Exactly. That's yeah. Totally <laughs> but, you know, there's certain roles that I suppose you can, like they're doing, what are they doing a gay a version of? I can't remember now. They've changed a really big musical to make the lead protagonist, a gay man instead of a woman. Oh, tell me on a Sunday. Yeah. One of Andrew Lloyd Webber's. Yeah. So, it can be done, like, on certain shows.
0: <laughs> well, that, if there's... You can only really do it, though, if there's already something there that can be manipulated into that. If you're yeah. just yeah. forcefully saying, okay, then we're now going to change it to this, to fit this... <laughs> Stereotype, but then you can't really do it. No, because no. you're just changing, changing it. Basically, you're changing yeah. the whole dynamic.
1: And then the whole thing about Hamilton, you know, when you you watch, your might the first time round, the second time around you know, it's then and then I look a bit deeper into it, the whole reason they've done it is because the whole point of the show is to say, look, this was three hundred odd years ago, and things are still exactly the same. Yeah, like in terms of people's rights and in terms of you know discrimination, etc. It's just like that's the whole point of the show. And to then, I don't know, put by Alexandra, Alexander. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> Hamilton in the lead doesn't work in that context. Yeah. But
0: what's the biggest shock <laughs> you've seen? What's the biggest like shock or something that you've made you think, what, how on earth has that happened or why on earth has that happened in like theatre or music? In fact,
1: uh, shock wise, I don't know. I, I went to see Come From Away. In London, um, just the de- well, End of last year, yeah. End of last year, that that was something I've never seen before on stage. Like the bare stage, basically, full-blown musical, bare stage. It, it was so good. I've never seen an audience really? cry and laugh and just. What shocked me the most was the the sh- people were waiting for the last chord, and they shot every single person shot up into stand ovation, and that was apparently the same every single night.
0: Christ Almighty! Wow, and
1: it was just everyone was like
0: ruined.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the only other time I've seen that was um, Amber Riley when she did Dreamgirls. Yeah. In the West End, and she sang, and I'm telling you, Whoa, that was something else. We were me and my mate Stacey were just everyone was in floods of tears, and it finishes the first act while everyone was just up on their feet for about five minutes.
0: See, that that's a great thing about the arts, and that's what's been so upsetting. Where the government hasn't done as much as it could have to save the theatres. Is how emotionally effective the arts are, whether it's theatre, music, whatever it is. You know, even if it is actual like literature or going to a museum, because museums can affect people in that way. It's it's natural and it's it's crazy the amount it can affect you. Mm.
1: Well, I mean, you just look at you know you can watch a TV show and it'll make you cry, but like in real life, like on stage, it's like
0: amplified i think yeah i suppose it's even more amplified when you're feeling that emotions you wanting to let mm-hmm. out and then next thing you know everyone else is around you one by one mm-hmm. like a domino effect and then the next thing you know you just let it go and yeah you stood yeah. there crying your eyes out mascara yeah, I mean, running <laughs> <laughs> that's just me as I well
1: mean, it's, it's a 2 side thing like i said last year the show we we did the west end and that'll be something i'll never forget because we did get a standing ovation at the end and it was at the Savoy Theatre and I was like this is surreal this is like literally I trained my whole life to be at this point yeah and to to just you could feel like everyone on the stage just wanted to like jump about and go <laughs> oh, wow <laughs> but you were like there doing your bows etc it was like okay then you ran off stage and we went outside to do like stage door and that was just amazing like electric with there was a blues mobile there from the show etc and People have over from the
0: US, and I was like, this is crazy. Oh, wow. I was in
1: central London in a costume and been like,
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, I just can't, I can't even picture what it'd be like. You know, even afterwards, just phoning, like, your mum or your dad and saying, I've just come off and...
1: Sold yeah. out show. Yeah, I was like, huh. And then I had to drive home, though. I was, like, the driver for that night. I was like, oh, God.
0: <laughs> Not only are you working, you're having to drive oh, home as well. You can't get a chauffeur.
1: I know, can't get a break. <laughs>
0: Damn, where this is where fame comes in.
1: Would, you get driven it, everywhere, have a show. You gotta realize that, like, over in the West End or you know at a theatre, they j- finish the job, take your makeup off, put your hair up in a bun, Costumes shoved in the suitcase, especially if it's a touring show. Pile away the makeup. <laughs> And it's like everyone gets into cars or everyone gets in the tube. And you just kind of, you're actually racing the audience as well sometimes. Yeah. To, to get out of a car park, a multi story or Birmingham, for example, you really do race them then because it's horrendous. Um, but yeah, like the amount of times you've been like just getting out 15 minutes after coming off stage and being like, we've got to run, got to run, got to run. Because you'll be somewhere like Dundee next and you want to get to the hotel, have a drink.
0: see closest thing that I've been involved in like production wise is I used to at high school I used to be the backstage crew so I was always part of stage crew and I always remember watching the actors and actresses all school kids running between the wings trying to get Mm. changing the new new costumes or getting new makeup on for the next scene or just randomly rehearsing just making sure they got all the lines proper uh, Mm. you know set in I can just picture everybody running out of a the theatre all the actors and actresses thinking yep cars go So
1: what happened Formal more pit you, stop like people like you know they'll say like "Oh, on some western shows people don't stop for autographs <laughs> and stuff I'm like yeah because they probably live in Stevenage they, they want to yeah. get home they want to get the train yeah. no one lives in London nowadays
0: by the like, time, unless they're wealthy <laughs> by the time they've got round to the stage door to get the autograph they're already home
1: yeah that, They'll topic on the train we missed them love sorry I'm um, going Never forget, actually, Tim Tim Jones. He was in Once the musical,
2: yeah.
1: and uh, and I kind of knew before he'd helped me with a dissertation at uni because he was doing musical theatre writing at the time, and we went once, and literally like just him storming down like to the platform. <laughs> I was like, hello, because the train wasn't there. <laughs> So, yeah, you just see people just leg like it. But once you're on stage, no one can really recognize you because, like I said, your makeup comes off, your hair goes up, yeah. you're in your trackies, you're just, you're not in like, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs>
0: where can, we mentioned earlier, is social media and people can find your music everywhere. Where can we yeah. find you on social media?
1: It is the handle at Biddy Rennell or at Biddy Rennell Music. Put it this way: putting Biddy music on Google or Biddy Ranel, it comes up. Yeah, which is quite handy for me.
0: <laughs> I mean, the name Biddy. At first, I thought it was like your actual name, but then I've it seen wh- where where's Biddy come from. You know, what does Biddy such a strange? I don't want to sound I don't want <laughs> to sound rude or anything, but
1: Biddy is such a strange name it, it's for a child. Unique
0: name, shall I say?
1: Um, I've told. Other people this as well. So in fact, had the meeting today they asked about it. So it's it's one of those stories. Well, rehearsed story. When I was <laughs> a child, no, no, not when I was a child. That's weird. Before I was born, um, <laughs> my mum had four cats, and they were called Fagpus Mister Bumble, Moschops, and Biddy. Oh. So uh, before before what kicked off? Kicked off. I was going to call Kitty, so or, or Michaela. Yeah. But we always had a strong cat theme because then the cat. Biddy got run over and died sadly two weeks before I was born <laughs> so I can see your face now you know exactly how this ends um, my mum decided to to name her firstborn child after the a dead, dead cat <laughs> I used to u- use that story a lot in auditions because it was guaranteed get a laugh like that or your face was like oh my god it's memorable um, and they'd call me back just for the comedy values <laughs> That's perfect even though i was not right for the role at all it was like she's coming back she made us laugh. she's all right see <laughs> poor poor girl
0: it's almost like at the start of this podcast where you talked about fate it must have been fate for you to go into like musical theater and the whole stage and acting and everything like that
1: i always think like i can't imagine me doing you know i used to want to be solicitor
0: <laughs> that yeah. that worked out
1: That really worked out well. No, I did my work experience, and I was like, no. In fact, a solicitor speak to me and say, "Don't bother, don't do it." I was like, okay, (laughs) not doing that.
0: What what happened? You know what happened as a solicitor?
1: uh, I did work. I actually pulled out. I I was one of those kids that I, I say this now. If I if I can't do something well at the very start, I lose interest very quickly and I think being a solicitor was one of those things I didn't realise how much paperwork and how boring it was yeah. um, <laughs> until, until I was at the magistrate's court and I was working with this absolute battle axe of a woman who was the office manager and she wouldn't let me go in to see the cases now I was like 15, 16 and I understood what was happening, yeah. You know, if there was a rape trial, I wanted in there. I wanted to <laughs> of course you that would. was the whole thing. That was a like, or oh, manslaughter. I wanted to be in there. Um but they wouldn't allow you to go in anything that they thought was, you know, a bit risque.
2: Yeah.
1: So like, burglar burglary and stuff. I was like, this boring. And then I was like, you <laughs> <laughs> I was like, maybe and I love CSI. My my dad will tell you like CSI was always on, bones was always on, that bones. sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. Um, but I was terrible at science. I couldn't do the forensics, so I yeah. thought, Oh, so let's get a C and thing, but
0: nah, not clever enough in that either. So <laughs> I, I, well, saying that, I mean, I could never get into like the forensic side of stuff. My sister, she's twenty-one, and she currently goes to Keele University, and she studies mm-hmm. forensic sciences. And the uh-huh. amount of work that goes into that, like blood work and all the different. Chemistry side of things, you need mm. to know it's so difficult. I, I mean, I used to love Can't science, now. <laughs> I used to love science, but yeah, I went into engineering instead.
1: Oh, nice Well, I still uh, I had to do a maths and English test the other day for uh, a job application that I ended up pulling out because the teaching job came in. Yeah, but I was stuck. So stressed, and I was good at maths at school, but that's a long time ago now. So, <laughs> well, have you
0: have you seen on like Facebook these um exams that kids are having to take now for like GCSEs and like mm-hmm. the difficulty of them? I mean, I look at some of the questions, and I think it wasn't that hard when I was at school.
1: No, <laughs> but, at the start of lockdown, I remember seeing one, and it spent all afternoon on it because like, I have to I, again. I've got the sort of streak that I have to know now what the actual yeah. answer is. I, I don't get why all these different answers are coming out and then they finally figured it out and I was like, oh... And it's based on of those things, like, not looking fully at like, the whole picture. I was like, mm, yeah, of
0: course. That's, that's, that was always the difficulty thing, was, you know, making sure you read the whole question right and then making sure you're actually doing the equations right. It's like, you know, plus, minus, <laughs> you know, you can, you can only do certain...
1: Bidmask, bodmask. That was my nickname yeah. at school, Bidmas. I was like, why have you made my name so much worse? <laughs> Bidmas, Bidlinton, Bidifer.
2: Really? Was, yeah, I know. Oh, that's I horrible.
1: <laughs> it was done in jest, uh, you know. I had some bullying, but that didn't last long. I was quite an outspoken child, so.
0: I mean, I was always called like Dumbledore and stuff like that because my name was Dom, and mm-hmm. yeah, it, I I was I was picked on quite a lot as well. So,
1: strengthens you, doesn't it? <laughs> Bidlington stayed with me as well until about four years ago, you know, in, in again living in, in resorts or whatever, you'd have resort teams and just I was like, why do you have to make the name worse? It's bad enough. When we were in Finland, we were playing Santa's Elves, basically. Yeah. You were entertainment reps, plus you were elves. You had to act like an elf the whole time you were there. Um but they still changed my name and I was like, no, one's it believe is gonna like like perfect? <laughs> so they changed it to Buddy, and I was like but buddy vowel. the elf is buddy the elf. <laughs> yeah, I know.
0: At least it's only one vowel.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I was I was like, I could just have my name. No, it would mind.
0: have made things a lot easier.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I think it was just that whole thing of like keeping it magical for the kids. <laughs> I was like, well they're not gonna go home and Google my name, are they? Well,
0: <laughs> to be honest, parents, a lot of parents these days. With their kids. Well, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, Are they okay? Yes.
0: <laughs> so, Thrill, we can find it on all the streaming sites, all the platforms, Apple Music. It's, it's available for pre-save now. Yes, so pre-save. I haven't have no pre-save.
1: idea how to do that on Spotify, so <laughs> good how, luck. <laughs>
0: how did you set it all up? You know, did you manage to get through it all okay to set it up for a pre-save? Because I know there's a bit of work to do to get to that stage.
1: Uh, for iTunes and other things, yes. For Spotify, it's the smart URL. I might try it again this week just to see if I can play about with it. But as Spotify still a bit question to me. If I'm completely honest, like as to as to how things get picked up on playlists. I know you pitch the songs, which I've never pitched before. I pitched Thrill so far. Zero interest. So good times. Um, Oh, (laughs) yeah. But this is all you do. Like you just have to pitch your song. You've got to give them a bit of back. You've not got much space to give a background into what you think it would fit. So you just, I was talking to Donna Marie about this the other night. She was like, yeah, I have no idea how that one song she had, she said it got picked up. And then none of the others, everything I've done since has not been picked up. Yeah. She's like so, there's some sort of wizard in the background. Just going, I
0: pick you. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo.
1: Exactly. Just kind of. <laughs> or you pay for it, so. though. Mm-hmm.
0: That, that, that
1: that'll that that
0: will help. That bit of the disgusting side of things, you know, if people had to pay extortionate amounts of money to get certain recognition,
1: but well, they I'm... do. They do, and I can't name names. I don't want to name names. But if you look at the PR companies, they're associated with country music in the UK, there's only like two. <laughs> um, um, they literally, it's open on their website. It's playlist submission and playlist, um, you know, how they create them. And I'm yeah. like, that's how. <laughs> the other way of doing it.
0: <laughs> I mean, I was looking at, because um, in podcasting, there's not that many awards. And I was looking at the award um, thing that's over in, I can't remember if it's, Sweden or Switzerland or some European country and you have to pay like 350 quid just to be entered in this draw to be nominated yeah. for an award it's like really oh. People... No it's
1: like some of the songwriting awards that you know you get emails off them saying like oh you can enter this now at like 25 pounds a song submission I'm like yeah you and everyone else
0: Yeah <laughs> That's it's disgusting. But, I mean, it's not just disgusting, it's just unfair.
1: Money talks, though. I always keep saying this to people like, they, you know, my mum, especially, she can't quite get her head around it because when she was a musician in the 80s, it was all about networking. Yeah. You know, you go and, you know, she worked as a runner on the music show The Tube for a while and she worked as a DJ, um, got to know people that way. And that's how you kind of passed the demos around, you know, on cassette. Yeah. Nowadays, obviously, it's, it's not the way of the world anymore. She's like, I don't get how like you can release this music and do this, 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 and no one picks it up. I'm like, yes, yeah, there are thousands of people doing exactly the same thing. No. Yeah. It wasn't the case back in the day. You have See. to really know what your instruments and do it and record it live. Nowadays, you can record it in the bedroom. Yeah,
0: and anybody can just put music in and pay that little bit of extra, and next thing you know, they're doing better, even though it could be worse music. Yeah, but there's this, this,
1: yeah, but that's an argument. We won't dive into that because it'll, <laughs> that's, that's a big rabbit hole, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, but I mean, I couldn't, you know, if I had the money, I would definitely be utilizing it, and I, I can't say that enough. Like, if I had funding from mom, dad, or whoever, and I was younger, yeah, um, and it's that thing of saying that like, if you're younger, 18, 19, 20, you're just starting out your career and saying, I'm gonna put a lot of money, everyone's agreed that there's this whole we should fund it here. It's a bit like starting up a business. Yeah. I probably would, but right now I, you know, like I said, I have just wanted to be a songwriter. That's been my main thing. Yeah. And having this side of things is pretty cool as well. Well, so.
0: that, that's the main thing is making sure you keep that love for something. Cause as soon as you yeah. love, as soon as you lose that love for songwriting, that's when it becomes a chart and that's, <laughs> it's just not fun.
1: No, no. It's just sitting down in a room and, and writing something. I mean, like we write loads and, A lot of it just gets canned, or it gets started, and it's like, oh, this isn't quite right, or this this isn't for me. This could be good for someone else, so let's produce it anyway, and then find someone to do it. (laughs) Which is the kind of this is the territory we're now in with a couple of songs. You know, there's one coming out in September for a pop artist, and that's a whole different kettle of fish doing that side of things. So we're going to have to learn effectively again.
0: (laughs) Joys, especially when you've got so much time on your hands.
1: Yeah, so much. Do you know what I really want to do though? At one point, I want to write a Eurovision song to do it that whole. Oh way. my yes!
2: <laughs> that would be the dream.
1: Up. Forget everything else. I want to write a Eurovision song. I don't even care if it gets nil plat. I just want to go and party at Eurovision.
0: I really, really don't want to sound rude to all the other songwriters for Eurovision for the UK, but <laughs> I'm sure you could do a fantastic song.
1: No. Well we'll
0: try <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll do a lot better than what we've had
1: We we're actually, we're actually seriously looked into it the other day Because you know what do you have to do So it has to be a brand new unreleased song Which is a shame because actually I thought This this pop song was coming out in September I was like this could be a really good Eurovision number Because it's, yeah. it's cheap
0: It's not called um, Yeah Yeah Ding Dong is it
1: I <laughs> wish it was Did you know Ariana Grande wrote most of that soundtrack she? I did not yeah. know that I was telling May the Half and he was like Wow yeah, yeah, ding-dong as well. I was
0: like, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, as cheesy as it was, and as cheesy as Eurovision actually is, I still love it. I love that. I love it. Will I love Ferrell. It, I love, and... it, love, it.
1: love it. It will never grow old. I think it's just one of those, you just expect it to be so camp and glittery and just fun for one night of the year when everyone in Europe pretends that they get along with each other. Well, they don't at the end. They get along before, with know, the neighbours. <laughs> they do we get along with the neighbours. <laughs> no one likes us. <laughs> well they love Australia, which has always been part of the EU, apparently. So. Yeah.
0: You know, definitely part <laughs> of I mean, don't get me wrong, I understand because they've got a big following there to include them. Um Yeah,
1: yeah. But, I think they said something like the biggest audience in the world comes from Australia on Eurovision night. And now they're gonna obviously with this movie, yeah. The American audiences are gonna tune in, so it's gonna be so, a bigger event.
0: So. Well that's it. I mean, I was discussing it with um Jessica and witty, um, we should have like a international like Eurovision, like America does their own version, Europe does their version, Australasia does their version, mm. and then we have like the winners competing for like the worldwide vision,
1: yeah. world vision. Well, I mean, China, China do it, don't they? China had that World Singer competition, yeah. Singer of the World, and Jessie Jane was in that. Like after she'd had all hits her, here in America. She was up against people from Korea, people from China, these massive superstars over there. Yeah. And I think she, I don't know if she won it or came second, but they were all amazing singers, like amazing. Yeah. We can only dream, like, talking about Mariah Carey, every single one of them sounded like Mariah Carey. Yeah. Had a child with, I don't know, (laughs) Pavarotti, came out singing every note in the phone book. Yeah yeah
0: but yeah it good. it's it's crazy what's coming out of like career and stuff at the moment like bts
1: mm-hmm.
0: amazing band you know
1: they, Sonic. they're so dedicated though as well like you know we did a gig in hong kong last last november and um, you know they were saying about it is i don't know if you agree with it or not i'm not sure i do but it's the same as everything in china and that they train people they pick people from a young age this is what you're going to do this is what we're going to help you achieve whether that's yeah. a good or a bad thing there's lots of arguments of you know putting together k-pop bands etc and giving you know teenagers cosmetic surgery but they they do know what they're doing
0: yeah that's always i mean it's always a big ethical thing that you know whether it's right or wrong it's same with like the olympics and gymnastics yeah you, know, you see yeah. some of the training videos for that you know not i'm not going to name you know individual countries because there's a couple of countries <laughs> that do it and i don't fancy any certain mobs coming after me no Uh, but yeah it's it's ethically wrong the things they can do to
1: i mean i i said i've used to teach performing arts schools and you know there is that argument if you want to dance you should start at a very 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 young age and that flexibility is becoming really handy
0: yeah
1: (laughs) um (laughs)
0: I mean, I wish I but was... Yeah, like, I, know, yeah, I, know
1: the, I know the videos you're talking about in certain countries that I'm like,
0: Yeah.
1: Pushing them down into the splits, etc. I'm like, you can't do that. No, um, no, that's going to really cause problems later in life.
0: As, as a bloke, just the <laughs> thought of that <laughs> is just making me cringe.
1: <laughs> oh, God. It's been a long time since I went to the... I think the last time we did the splits was about 2015,
0: so I was 25. Ah... Uh,
1: Wait, past then never.
0: No. Don't think I've ever done the splits. I don't think I have got close, but I've that's caused some serious pain, <laughs> to say the least.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I remember doing a show and having. I didn't even have to do it either. I just put it in because it was a fun ending, and it was the hand drive Oh, I'm the hand drive, baby. Oh yeah. oh yeah, yeah. And I jumped up and did a jump into the splits on the floor at the end of the at the end of the number. Fine. But the one time I didn't warm up was the one time it ripped. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I was literally on the floor trying to get up. And then I had to go straight into sing Hope is to Devoted to You. <laughs> I had tears rolling down my cheek. Thankfully, I got to sit on the step for that song, but... Yeah. Oh, oh.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm cringing. <laughs> my stomach just turned at the thought
1: of... Oh, I think wow. I let a little yelp because I didn't have a mic on me, I don't think, at that time. It just got passed to me after that. And I was like... On a tin because
0: it was like, <laughs> yeah. So that would be great if it was, if it was a happened to a boy and we needed to get those higher, higher pitch mm. notes, you know, that'd be a perfect opportunity then, yeah,
1: definitely. Oh, but, wow, no, I'll never forget that. And I thought maybe, and that was I was about 20, I think, maybe, <sighs> should not known better.
0: <laughs> All right, so we're at now we're on 13 to the podcast I know,
1: <laughs> People are going to be like, either listen to this late at night or morning
0: be like, what the hell are we on about now? They'll have to, um, everybody, you'll have to break this up into two parts. I mean, if you're listening yeah. now, it's too late. So you've already yeah. listened to it all. all
2: right.
0: um, <laughs> so what I normally do at the end of each podcast is I ask a couple of questions, a uh, couple of debaters questions, and then like see how your night out goes kind of thing. Okay. So I'll start with the debaters questions. So the first one is, you probably see this on Twitter all the time, Jaffa Cakes. <gasps> are they a cake or a biscuit to you?
1: They're a cake.
0: A cake. Yeah. Good girl. That's what I love.
1: That's what I <laughs> Maybe like. that's a Yorkshire thing.
0: <laughs> that's what I like to eat. It's a cake. I mean, it says cake. <laughs> it cake. tastes like a cake.
1: It's sponge. It's, it's not a biscuit. It's sponge and chocolate with a bit of jelly. Like, if you were to make that in a pan, it would be a cake. It would exactly. Be a cake. You can make them actually in really big. Yeah, I'm not going to go down that. <laughs>
0: Second one is pineapple on pizza, yay or nay?
1: I'm not a massive fan. No, I don't mind it, but I never got my way to order it.
0: So I'll take that as a yes because you would have it, but it's not necessarily your first choice. Yeah,
1: it's not a deal breaker.
0: Because there's people that go, you know, completely no, it should never be on there. It's it's blasphemous to have it on there. Uh, yeah, now
1: places places like you know, you know, Asia and Australia, they have banana on pizzas. Yep, they have all sorts on pizzas. Anything goes. Cucumber on pizzas in Australia, that's weird.
0: Well, that's it. I mean, I've just started work at a certain pizza restaurant chain as a delivery driver because I needed some part-time money. And I can't—I won't say the name because I talk about different food restaurants, but this particular brand in Taiwan, they have noodles on their pizzas as well. Yeah. Huh. So well, we,
1: don't we have a bolognese pizza at most takeaways? <laughs> it's like, oh we'll put bolognese on the pizza.
0: Come on. Right. Do you know what a pizza that... They, um my local Indian they do and what they do is they get like a naan bread and then they put mm. like curry on top and then put it in like a pizza oven so it bakes like a pizza and it's a curry it's nice. oh, Yorkshire's got the best <laughs> <laughs> that's why you should still be in Yorkshire
1: I know, I know, I get up there now and again we were already there last Friday for a little camping trip at my dad's farm so we get back now and again
0: <laughs> see now and again just isn't good enough
1: no, no. <laughs> what,
0: you, need, you need to convince him to move up.
1: I don't know if I can. I quite like it down here, and that's only because it's a bit more central for work. Yeah, like closer getting to London. Out of Leeds, I used to live in Horsethwaite in Leeds, and I tell you what, trying to go and do a gig on a Friday <laughs> night or a Saturday night and getting out of that ring road, I'd have to add like on an extra hour to drive five miles. Yeah. I used, oh, well now I'm, lit- I'm literally on
0: the M1 here. So some... <laughs> I, I used to live in Headingley, um, just down the road from Horsworth, going towards mm. Leeds. And yeah, if you had nowhere to park, you was screwed. If you, yeah, drive around
1: for ages.
0: If you needed to go to work and you was running late and you hit rush hour, you were screwed. Mm. Um, if there was a football match on, or oh, a cricket yeah. match, or a rugby match, you were screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah good old Leeds
1: oh uh, yeah I know well my brother used to live up Hedley just up um, Hedley Mount just off there yeah great you could see into, like practically into the Hedley Cricket Ground from his roof yeah that was the only advantage
0: <laughs> yeah it used, uh, used to be off the main road Kirk's you know how you got Kirk's road that takes you to Kirk's Abbey there yes, was another yeah. one that takes you towards um, uh, Ot- Otley Road Otley Road
1: yes you know that yeah. main road there yeah yeah
0: I used to live on the Otley Run.
1: I used to drive it all the time. Who knows? <laughs>
0: <laughs> um so the last question, digressing from Leeds, is Marmite. Yeah or no? Hate it.
1: Hate it. No. I can't totally stand it. it. I'm with Blah. you. On that. And I don't I don't like vegemite either, which is the Australian equivalent. <laughs> and I know people like one or the other. I'm like, yeah, both of them are god awful, but
0: You see, I've always been a sweet person rather than a salty person, and yeah, it's ne-
1: no, nope, yeah. I can taste it. To me, that's in the same category as beetroot, and I categorically hate beetroot. Beetroot. <laughs> yeah.
0: What? What? <laughs> that's that surprising.
1: I mean, my voice are <laughs> really,
0: really high then.
1: Um, <laughs> I know, it, was so <laughs> oh. it was really surprising as I thought.
0: <laughs> Is there any other surprising foods that you don't like?
1: I don't actually like cheese. Cheese. Um, I, okay, this is one of those weird ones, you know, that you've kind of grown up with. It's never quite changed. But raw cheese, I call it. I don't actually know what you call cheese without being cooked. Do you call it raw cheese?
0: Yeah, I think.
1: <laughs> cheese as it is, I hate. But if you melt it, I think it's just the texture for me. I can't can
0: deal with it. Oh, no, no, I get that, actually. Melted cheese is definitely different to don't cheese like straight it. out of the fridge.
1: Yeah. But.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, no, it. No.
1: Does, how,
0: how do you know if it's like melted to like the right amount? Is it like a melt off, like a scale that you use? Oh uh,
1: no, I don't know. I just remember as a kid, like one of the, like at McDonald's or something, they just whacked the cheese slice on and I was like crying my eyes out. So apparently it has to be a little bit melted.
0: Yeah. Well, I suppose that's a great thing with like, if you say to at McDonald's, it's got to be hot because the cheese has got to be melted. At least you're guaranteed a hot burger.
2: Yeah. Because whenever yeah, exactly. I go, it's
0: always a naff cold one. <laughs> it's always oh. it's always been one that's been there for like three days and it's left on hot hot counter. Oh no. Yeah, it's
1: no. When everyone was going on about missing it. I was like, really? For me that was like the food you get after a gig like at midnight, at one AM on the drive home because you're starving.
0: Yeah. Oh, you're absolutely smashed out your tree and you just can't find anything <laughs> like, else.
1: Yeah. McDonald's and McDonald's is always open when
0: you smash out your tree for some reason. It's like hello. You see, I mentioned that I like to run through like a night out, and um, that is one of the questions. You know, where is your go-to like restaurant if you're walking home? <laughs> this is a far. Where Where would you go for like a takeaway food thing just to dry out the alcohol?
1: In a while, that's that's <laughs> like for, for considering like a heavy night out, to and it usually would end in a kebab. Like some form of kebab, like if I'm drunk, yeah, that would be the case. Um, just uh, thinking of my friends as well, that was always the case with them. So, you know, it was like up in Yorkshire, it was kebab or cheesy chips. Cheesy chips. <laughs> Love it. Um, I just Melted got, cheesy yeah. chips. But it's been so long. Like, you know, I, I said to people now, you know, maybe it's the age or settling down a bit. I, I can't do big nights out now. I'd rather just go and watch a gig or, you know, like Leeds was great for that because you've got places like the Domino and um, all the jazz clubs just laid back yeah. nights and it wouldn't be a late one and just drink wine and cocktails. And I was like, I've got to that stage now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Even on holiday though, I can't be dragged to a club. I'll like, be sat there with a face on me if I'm in a club. <laughs> I'm like, why am I here? I'm too old. <laughs> I totally get that
0: though. I've never really been a big fan of clubs. I've mm. not really liked that where the music's too large. You can't even hear yourself think, you know, you come out with a headache. I like going no. to a bar and just keep drinking. And the next thing you know, yeah, it's like 2am.
1: Yeah, uh, just the local pub's fine with me to be fair. Like, you know, when, when I was a teenager, 18-ish, probably underage as well, 16, 17, 18 in the club, you know, Cascada era. Yeah. That was great, but now I've got, I can't sing along with any of the songs. I'm like, this is what they
0: listen to. It's changed. I mean, we said this at the start, you know, about Leeds Fest. It's all changed. It's crazy. Like, did
1: anyone have actually lyrics anymore? No? Okay.
0: <laughs> is it just their heavy bass line and some mumbling? Mumble it over.
1: Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, God. Showing my age now.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, the normal run of events, what I'd say, question-wise, is where would you rather go to, a pub, club, or a bar? Now we've answered it: is pub or a bar? Yeah. What's your go-to drink if you used to have a drink?
1: Oh, I usually if I'm going out, I usually stick to wine because it's safe. Any particular wine? <laughs> and it's cheap. No. <laughs>
2: Just, I went well, No, I won't if it's go. Free. I, I,
1: Yeah, yeah, it's free. Put a straw in it. I went to a restaurant the other night with my other half. The first our first meal out after lockdown, and I ordered a bottle of wine, and he ordered beer because we were, knew we were going to be there for a good couple of hours. Yeah. Um. And it just made sense to buy a bottle rather than pay nine quid a glass. Oh, so definitely. And she literally went. She was like, do you know, I said, oh, just one glass. She was like, oh, would you like a straw instead? But really <laughs> seriously? like, And I laughed. And she was like, what? And I was like, oh, you? And me and my half were like, God, she's serious. She's actually, she like, oh, that's, that's how I drink it when I'm on my own. And I was like, well, it's been a while. For, I think the last time I drank wine out of a straw, I was at university.
0: I don't even think I've drunk wine out of a straw. I've just if i've been that desperate and i've not had a glass with me it'd just be straight out the ball i'm gonna
1: get interrupted now speaking of the other half coming in from golf oh. <laughs> interview podcast but it's fine i'm sorry we'll come in come out. in we'll we'll say hi He's got to hello hiya you? been golfing <laughs> he says been golfing yeah oh yeah, yeah. you can't hear me because got head headphones yeah, sorry, I was like, it was, I was like <laughs> yeah, we're we'll just wrapping up, anyway.
0: So. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I should> <laughs> yeah. So last time I've had a bottle of wine, it was um that I didn't have a glass with it. Just be, just take out the bow, just chug it. Yeah, but
1: it's just the way she said it so seriously. I was like, oh no, yes, no, or like no, I would bring the glass so <laughs> like partner couldn't it's sit like, there in a restaurant and.
0: Uh, <laughs> what do you actually say though? You know when you. Given that option, you know, because obviously, if you say yes and they give you a dirty look, it's like now you look like the bad person. If you say no, but give them a dirty look, it's like, well,
1: yeah, so just laugh awkwardly like, oh, okay, (laughs) right.
0: Go on then. (laughs) Go
1: on then. Reusable one.
0: (laughs) Make sure I say, yeah, metal one, alright.
1: Reusable straw. Uh, That's the answer now. Could it? Because you be like, are there reusable straws? No. What? I want go glass then, please.
0: I've brought my own metal straw.
1: Yeah, of course. <laughs> wear one of those hats. I said, just fill the hat up. Yeah, oh, like, you yeah. know, either side. And I'll just sit here and drink it like that. It's fine. <laughs> I've, always,
0: I've always wanted one of them. I think it was like The Simpsons where I first saw it with like Homer with a duff beer. Yeah, duff hat.
1: beers either side. <laughs>
0: oh, I've always wanted one. I might be
1: really nice when you're on holiday, just to sit there with like a beer in either and just be like, yeah, this is the life.
0: <laughs> and then what I'd normally ask after that is, um, Where would you go eat, you know, after having a drink? And then the follow-up question to that is, where would you rather eat? Would you rather eat at a fast food establishment like McDonald's, Pizza Hut, Domino's, etc., or would you rather have a sit-in meal?
1: I'd rather have a sit-in meal.
0: Where would you rather go?
1: What, for for, dinner? Sitting meal. Yeah what well, we like right around here, there's so many places. We've got a list now, like obviously we've not <laughs> been able to go out through lockdown. We're like, these are the places we're going to go to as soon as lockdown's out. And there is this pub. It's a quirky pub near us, and it's called the Hunlock Arms. And I swear to God, anyone around this area needs to go. Yeah. It's just, it's just beautiful food. A big feed food.
0: The Hunlock Arms. <laughs> I'm just writing that down, so if I'm ever down... Yeah, day. well, they're,
1: they're a bit out of Chesterfield, but they're totally worth a taxi fare.
0: Well, end of the day, if I'm going down towards Chesterfield, anyhow, it's still going to be quite a way. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's still with that. Yeah. Good Good, good
0: point. Um, and then the last few questions, really, are to do like the like biscuits, you know, what biscuit is your <laughs> go to biscuit? I know we mentioned Jaffa Cakes earlier.
1: I'm not a massive biscuit fan, but if we buy stuff in, I like those ones. I like jammy dodgers, I think.
0: Jammy Dodgers. It can't be so a classic.
1: get to play with them a bit, like pull them apart, <laughs> is eat that, the jam bit first.
0: <laughs> is is that what you do? Do you do you, it's like with Jaffa Cakes, you can nibble around like the chocolate oh, yeah, or the sponge. Yeah, um, do you do that with the jammy dodger?
1: Yes, I do, definitely. Like Jaffa Cakes, all I remember like, you know, when I grow up, whole moon. I half moon, totally, clips, yeah. Um, but then you know, you always had those things like to make it last. As a kid, you'd peel off all the chocolate first, and then you'd like have the jelly bit, and then you would have the cake bit, which is totally the wrong way around to do things. <laughs> yeah, because the best part was the jelly bit. But you know,
0: <laughs> and it, end of the, I used to do that all the time. I think I still do it now because of habit. You know, where I just eat the chocolate or I eat the sponge first and see how much of the chocolate mm-hmm. I can leave on. Peel the jelly bit off and then have the yeah. chocolate, or vice versa. It's crazy what we used to do as kids, just to make things last.
1: <laughs> I used to, my other half thinks it's weird, but I used to lick the flavouring off of Pringles.
0: That is, yeah, that's a bit... <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then eat the Pringle like <laughs> it was a plain Pringle, and it was like, no, but that's a step too far.
0: Yeah, that's, um, that's a unique way of, I mean, have you seen the Pringle adverts where they're stacking them now, like different flavours? so they've got like a burger no. flavour and a yeah they're doing um, it's, it's their way of basically saying buy two packs of Pringles instead of one so they're saying oh. get like a smoky bacon flavour and a original flavour and you can make like a a bacon sandwich kind of thing
1: <laughs> amazing oh, gotta love Endless these marketing
0: thing. techniques I know it's
1: like why did we not think of that before
0: <laughs> alright so just give it to us again when can we get Thrill?
1: Thrill you can pre-order it now on iTunes, Spotify, you can save it if I find the link. And it's out on Friday week today, it's is 31st of July.
0: And where can we find you on these social medias?
1: Uh, at Biddy Ronell Music or just at Biddy Ronell on Twitter. Because it's too long. I <laughs> to <handle.
0: laughs> totally get that. <laughs> That's the issue I had with Country Chat with Dom. I ended up just doing Country underscore <laughs> chat on Twitter. Yeah,
1: like, exactly. It's like, what? Yeah, I just have a Biddy
0: <laughs> Just Biddy Ronell. Yeah. Thank you for coming on it's been a,
1: thank you for having me we've had a long old chat here <laughs>
0: it's been a, it's been a, it's been fun it's been really really fun
1: <laughs> i am gonna go and present some bingo now so well, climb up a bit and go and present bingo
0: what what do you do to like prepare for like bingo just as a final I, thing
1: I, I don't know this is my first night ever doing it so
0: <laughs> Vocal I, just,
1: I had a gig and it it was an old company that i used to work for like would you be willing to do this it's this amount of money you're just presenting you just playing your DJ and I was like eh, sounds like
0: an easy gig so it's paid yes get me in
1: yeah exactly and I was like I'll do it see
0: you to- totally get there it. That. <laughs> thank you for coming on thank you everybody right. for listening and I shall you made
1: this man. well done
0: <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> thank you all for listening and I'll see you all next time ta for now bye that was the country Chats podcast join dom next time for exclusive interviews reviews and general chit chats on all things country music